Welcome to Dear So-and-So, a phone call between friends where we offer up advice that no one has asked us for. As always, we'll read some of our favorite advice column questions and give our unsolicited opinions. I'm Alyssa Bloomstein. And I'm Steph Karp. Welcome to Dear So-and-So. Welcome, welcome, welcome. (laughs) Welcome, friends. You were very excited about... (laughs) the questions that you had mined for today. I just found so many. Do you want to roll with your favorite or your second favorite? I would love I would love to bring you here. Yes. Um oh, it's hard to choose. Okay, let's start here. I have two questions that I'm hoping we can do in rapid rapid fire cuz I really want to talk about them. Okay. Back As to back. a unit. Yeah. Okay, the first one is... From where? From the New York Times. Um, Hi, hey, oh, I'm not going to tell you the heading. Okay, I'm just going to read. Since our stay-at-home order, I've had to change my running patterns. I now run past a residential garage at 7 (laughs) a.m. Inside, and you know this one. Yeah. (laughs) Inside, an elderly couple smokes and runs a, a fan that blows cigarette smoke onto the sidewalk. I try to remember to run on the other side of the street, but I often forget. I think it's outrageous that I'm forced to breathe in secondhand smoke. Should I write the couple a letter asking them to stop? <laughs> no, you shouldn't. You, you shouldn't. Gotta you you got to leave. Okay, now here's the second question. It's a Dear Abby question. Okay. Dear Abby, I have really nice neighbors and we are always pleasant to each other. Mm. We put up a large above ground pool in our backyard and they put up a trampoline. Do you see where this is going? No. Well, okay. for me, what's, what's going to happen is I would get on the trampoline and see if I could jump high enough to dive into the pool. Is that right. where this is going? That is more of like a Hanna-Barbera um, direction. This is where it's actually oh, uh, going. Who? Let me continue. Like the oh. um, like the, the cartoons. It's more cartoony. Okay. I don't know who that is, but continue. Oh, my God. Okay. I would like to enjoy our pool, how to put this delicately, without tan lines. I do not want <laughs> I do not want to offend them or expose myself to their teenage son when he's jumping on their trampoline. Is there a tactful way to ask them to move the trampoline since there is no other way to stay discreet in my own backyard? Sincerely, no tan lines. Okay, I mean, you you can ask them to move it. I wouldn't do it discreetly though. I That's- think I would I think I would probably say I like I like to someday topless back here, but I certainly don't want to do it if your teenage kid, you know, will be jumping. Is there any chance of moving the trampoline to another area? Like getting along with neighbors is uh, it's a it's a funny and weird. It's a weird thing. I really do think yeah. like like homeowners owning land adjacent to other people's land is one of the like funnier uh social situations yeah i mean <laughs> that the one can dukes find and duchesses in. had it right like you just have to own the whole hill you know right. like right um which goes back to that. your statement which is when you're rich you don't have to talk to anyone i it's it's just you the did, fucking you, way of the world no i, I remember it because i remember because to buying three airplane seats yeah someone tried to give me a hard time about they were like i think the airplane thing that you guys talked about it too long you made it more complicated than it is like 
<laughs> you just have to accept that when you're in coach, that's what's going to happen. And I was like, right, because when you're rich, you don't have to talk to anyone. We covered that. <laughs> like, I was just like annoyed. Um, oh, man. That's oh my so God. good. Anyway. They're like, um, I don't think you get it. And you're like, no, I don't think no, you get exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> and you're like, let's agree to disagree. But I look forward to gaslighting you later. They did not respond. <laughs> So my answer to the trampoline above ground pool person is, I think, of course, you can ask. I think you have to ask. You have to always know that the answer might be no and that everybody t- like feels differently about questions, you know, mm-hmm. qu- like <clears throat> feels differently about being asked something about their own private property, you know, that some people right. find that annoying or off-putting. So like you can only ask in kind of the friendliest way possible, but hopefully in doing so you create this sort of nice neighborly relationship, but then also know that they can say no. Well, and that's like very okay. Do you want to know what Dear Abby says? Oh, sure. Um, Dear Abby says, Dear No Tan Lines, have you not heard about tan through fabrics? What? Basically, like, Dear Abby is scandalized and is just like, you need to figure this one out for yourself. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? They're like, you can find out more information about this type of swimwear online by searching, searching quote, No Tan Line Swimsuit. Do you think that she, that Dear Abby... Is, is sponsored by No Tan Line Swimsuits. I think maybe. And then I missed this part. Um, follow up. Dermatologists recommend avoiding the sun to prevent skin cancers. So then she shames them for wanting to tan at all. That's terrible advice. I, <laughs> I so do funny. love when advice, advice column uh, answerers get like pretty sassy and indignant in their yeah. advice. So I am delighted by the direction that Dear Abby took that. Sure. But come on. That's just a larger question about like how to confront neighbors. Maybe Dear Abby has come up against the problem that we're finding, which is that literally every question is, how do I have a tiny confrontation? And Dear (laughs) Abby is like, maybe I should like switch it up. Like maybe instead of telling them what I know is right, which is you're going to have to have a tiny confrontation. Why don't I just make up some other thing to get indignant about? And like, maybe that'll entertain me more. Oh my God. As dear, as dear Abby herself. I have one. I just found one that I don't think is a tiny confrontation Great. related one. Great. It is just a question of, uh, uh, well, I'm not sure. Here, let me read it before okay. I put, put words to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. It is also from the Times. My boyfriend of two years is super disorganized and often responds slowly to calls and texts. We've been working on how this affects our communication, but when mutual friends are trying to reach him and don't hear back, they often text me with the messages for him, where to meet for dinner, etc. I feel like I'm in a pickle. I don't think it's my job to be his assistant, but of course it'll take 30 seconds to pass on their messages. Am I being oversensitive? No. (laughs) No. I have strong feelings about this. Me too. It's not something I'm unfamiliar with. Um, I'll just put it that way. I almost was thinking that. Oh, my God. You are reading my mind. Well, you're just in my life and you know how it functions. Well, I just was in Matt's life first and I know how and you it know functions. How Matt's life functions. I mean, the best um, thing to do is to tell your partner, 
you know, I know that this is working for you, but it's making me feel like your assistant, which is a different relationship than a romantic Would you maybe say crazy? Would you say crazy making? This is crazy making and mm-hmm. it doesn't work for me. So mm-hmm. um, it doesn't work for me. Like yeah. in or out, you know, like get it together. No, you're not being yeah. too sensitive. Are you kidding me? It's infuriating because like this person actually, I'm going to tell you like, is organized enough to respond to their texts. Like, actually, this yep. person, like, they're saying they're not very good at it, maybe, but the truth is they just don't feel like it. They just don't like it. And <laughs> too bad, because no one fucking likes it. No one likes yeah. dealing with their emails. No one likes... Like, everyone gets a little bit of a drop in their stomach when they get a text and they don't want to respond right away. Like, it happens to everyone. Like, get over it like you're you know and you know what's even more infuriating i promise you that your partner deals with those minor like dread feelings when they're at work when they're dealing with you know they they have just they just have a different priority here um Mm -hmm. and it's themselves and that's unfair yeah that listen boyfriend can get his own personal assistant because as we've spoken you about, when you're rich, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to talk to anyone yeah. except for your personal assistant oh my occasionally. God. No, but I mean, like, there's, like, digital personal assistants. Like, get this kid, like, a Google number. It will, like, transcribe all of his messages. It'll, like, remind him to respond to shit. Like, it's, like, there's definitely workarounds here and they're not on you. Like, you also don't need to set up that stuff either. Do you like, think there's a digital personal assistant company that we could get sponsored by? Oh, my God. Let's do it. Let's look it up. Um, because no partner, especially I am guessing a female identified partner, um, Uh needs to do this ever again in the 21st century. Like enough. It's too common too. like, I remember talking about this with another friend after we got, because we got married around the same time that like both of our husbands had kind of stopped responding to like group invitations and like had stopped kind of making plans with their guy friends. And that like, as wives, we felt we had to like set up all these double dates because we were just like legit worried our husbands weren't socializing enough. And then like slowly we were like, oh, wait a minute. That's not my problem. What I wonder about (laughs) even more from this is that she writes, but when mutual friends are trying to reach him and don't hear back, they often text me with messages for him, like where to meet for dinner. Like it's less egregious if it's like a plan that you're both involved in, although Although obviously still still annoying, (laughs) just respond to your text. If I were this girlfriend, I just would not pass on. No, just never like don't this system shouldn't work. Like don't exactly like the, don't right. enable this system to work. It Just should fail. Come up with a bitmoji that really expresses that yeah. to oh the God, texter, yes. and you just respond. Do you have a bitmoji? No, I don't. By the way? Do you? Me neither. Of course not. I don't like to see myself represented in cartoon form. Mm-hmm. Same. You know, I don't have any desire to have a bitmoji. I'm. Mm-hmm. I'm. I'm not. I'm only mildly offended when people send me their bitmoji. Most of the time, though, I'm just like, God, you think this is cute, and that is cute to me. Do you see what okay. I'm saying? Like, I'm okay. just like, God, yeah. this is so dorky that I can't even... It's it's cute because it's so dorky to me. Um, yeah. But God, no, man. Sorry, friends that are listening <laughs> that have bitmojis. Well, I still suggest, you know, you just have a... But I think that's stop. right. A stock response. I think, but honestly, bitmojis are so annoying because it feels like they're saying nothing while saying everything. Well, that's which what is, is exactly. Perfect. Yes. 
I am 100% behind you. That is what is so fucking perfect about using it in this case. It's obnoxious. It it is, um, it knows what it's doing and is doing Mm. nothing. It's helping nothing about the situation. And that makes it so funny. And I really do want them to come up with a bit, like a shrug bitmoji. The other bitmoji could, the bitmoji could just be caller riding a unicorn and having a good time. Which basically True. says, like, says I'm busy. It says nothing yeah. in it. Like, actually says nothing. Like, it just says, I'm busy with this unicorn. Yeah. And then there's no information. That also would yeah. be, like, less passive aggressive. It would just be, like, I'm busy. Yeah. And you don't need to know why. And I'm never answering <laughs> these texts again. Because that's what you should do. Never answer them again. Exactly. Come on. That was a good one. Yeah, that was yeah. a good one. Because I've, I've confron- thought about Tiny confrontations, so hardly. Yeah. <sighs> this tiny confrontation is funnier than most tiny confrontations because in most tiny confrontations, you need to make yourself clear. And in yeah. this one, it's actually almost more effective if you evade. <laughs> exactly. So that does make it You've already made yourself very clear. Now the answer is <laughs> to just make, to make no statement. Right. The, the, the lack of statement is a statement. Is a statement. Read me an advice question that feels like a tiny confrontation. I will read it to you. Um, <laughs> okay. Okay. I recently started my first, quote, real job in a small office of eight people. Mm. We have strategy meetings every morning for about 30 to 45 minutes. My boss is really intolerant of bad ideas. She keeps a tape dispenser on the table by her chair. And whenever someone suggests something that she thinks is dumb, she will peel off a piece of masking tape and pass it to them, <laughs> at which point they are required to put it over their mouths so they cannot contribute contribute any more, quote, bad ideas for the rest of the meeting. Needless to say, the first time I saw this, I was shocked. But my coworkers don't seem bothered by it. Or maybe they just don't want to complain. I'm not sure. My boss can be kind of scary. My issue with this is that enforcement of the rule seems arbitrary. It depends entirely on her mood. Some days, no one will get taped. But other days, if she's feeling particularly... I mean, they put, okay, they put get taped in quotes like they know it's it's outrageous. But still, oh. some days no one will get taped. <laughs> but other days, if she is feeling particularly sour, most of us, if not everyone, will end up taped. And the meeting is just her dictating to us. Is this normal? I think not. But does that make it inherently bad? Is there some... <laughs> does that make it inherently bad? Is... <laughs> Oh my god. Is there something I should do? Other than this idiosyncrasy, most of us, uh, it is mostly a great job, and she is, for the most part, a good boss. I like the the idea of, like, is this, nor- like, the idea that normalcy equals good, and, right. like, non-normalcy is inherently bad. Right? So, it is, so, my answer is, it is neither normal nor good, but sometimes things aren't normal, but they are good. I just want to make sure that caller knows Thank you. that like, those two things aren't mutually exclusive. So true. And once they accept that into their heart, the world's going to make a lot more sense to them. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, I mean, it's. Uh, I, do you have an HR department? I would immediately go to HR. The other thing is the, the um, like absurdist thing you could do is just attend every meeting with tape already over your mouth. I love that. That's really good. Um, I have no good ideas, and I'm also not interested in being asked to put tape on my mouth that you fucking touched. So listen, I'll just do this job for you. I have garbage ideas. I'm straight out of college. I have nothing to add, and I have taped my mouth shut. 
In fact, <laughs> I've taped my mouth shut for the entirety of work and I just cut a tiny little hole in the middle and I pop a straw through and I get all my nutrients from Soylent. Soylent? Is that that horrible yeah. Bay Area uh, drink for people who don't have enough time to put uh, vitamins into their bodies yep. by eating something green? Yeah. Word. Which is gross. Why would you name your company after a thing that we all universally agreed was terrible? Soylent Green. Like, why would you it? was people. It? It was, exactly, Green was it people. was people. Why would it's you? not that we universally agreed was bad. Like having too many kale Caesar salads sure, on every right. menu. It was morally it was reprehensible. Can you yeah. mean like that we all decided was bad? Cannibalism. No, yeah, you're not you're right. It's not like we all sat around and decided. It's just like objectively bad. <laughs> And right. you've decided to name your stupid fucking company after it, which just shows the rest of us that your stupid company is very fucking unarguably bad. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. So... Their, their slogan is, let us take a few things off your plate. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, that makes them arguably a little bit better in my mind. I, um... Granted, they did not come up with that. A clever advertising company based in the Soho neighborhood of New York came up with that. that Definitely, yes. Um, Absolutely, (laughs) 100%, yes. This doesn't reflect well on them at all. Um, I just want to take a few things off their plate. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Anyway, back to the point. Um, I think there's no better course of action than what you just just described there's no i don't want to ornament this at all it's a perfect response what if what if mid-meeting like if you're really really hungry so you arrive with the tape over your mouth (laughs) Mm -hmm. and and then mid-meeting you get hungry so you just like take a pen from the person (laughs) next to you and you like boop stab the little hole right through the middle and while everyone looks at you you just put a finger up as to say just just a second, please. Or excuse me. And then me. you reach. Yeah. yeah, I'm just going to, you know. Or you do a little, like, continue. Like, a little, like, finger Oh, yeah, rolling, the rolling like, forward. Oh, yeah. Oh, by yeah, all yeah, means, go on. ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Don't let my tape face disturb you. And then you reach under the table where you have a soylent with a straw already in it. Oh, my God. Well, you. What do you think? If I, I think it's perfect. And I think that the caller is taking a few things off their boss's plate if they pre-tape themselves <laughs> before the meeting. I mean, what better, what better way to do it? Um, Alyssa, as always, it's been a pleasure talking to you today. Pleasure is all mine. All mine. Agreed. It was all, all yours. <laughs> Our theme music is by Busy Hempel. I'm Alyssa Bloomstein. And I'm Steph Karp. This has been Dear So-and-So. Come back next week for more unsolicited advice. Bye. Bye. Oh, as a side note, I watched um, the flower thing. What's it called? Oh, nice. The what was big flower fight? The, the big flower fight. Did the you watch fight. all I of it? I watched it all. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I like, I want to be more invested in these people, especially yeah. I'm like, I don't, I'm very, very, very curious about those two New Yorkers, that male and female <gasps> duo yeah. team, that it yeah, yeah, felt yeah. hard to believe that they weren't from L.A., I was so Oh, oh my God, it's 200%. Every time they said, I was just like, no, they're from LA. You're lying. Like, you're wrong. <laughs> you're lying. <laughs> you're wrong. But I, what I've realized over time is that LA and New York share more people in common than I thought. Like, Yeah, I between, think probably than any other, like, any two, other city. two cities. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, between media and between um, 
like increasingly like Google and stuff. Like mm-hmm. they're just swapping people back and forth, left and right. And then I, when I think about it, I'm like, oh yeah. Does that like, make LA more New York or New York more LA or neither? New York is more LA, I think, <laughs> than we want to give it credit for. Yeah, because there's. I'm there's so a, glad you said that. I totally. Feel like- there's more people that live in New York City that are kind of like vapid image focused and like really hyper like invested in things that don't matter than one would think. Yeah. Like it's not a bastion of intellectual, you know, like um, it's not like an intellectual's enclave the way that yeah. people think it is. It's actually just fucking media whores left and yeah. right. You know, it's so funny. Yeah, It is it's so true. funny. And, and Yorkers that... would hate to admit it. And I love I saying it. I, love I know, it. and and those those uh, florists are like really, you know, they are the epitome. Like they, they sum it up. They sum that sort of segment of New York it, up exactly. Oh, it's so great! It's so great to have it exposed. 